But yeah, why don't we start out? Jake, you want to take us into that? Your thoughts? Just big time. Big time. Um, it was a great episode. Uh, a lot was revealed. And like I said, I'm just excited to see what comes next. So excellent, excellent episode. And the whole thing, I'm going to say it probably every single week. I'm going to keep saying it. Morbius and Loki are just... They're perfect, man. They're just spot on. So, so happy to see them interacting. Yeah, I think we're kind of getting right into this whole series. Even on episode two, there's already a lot dropped. And I think we're kind of expecting it because when you're dealing with kind of like a multiverse topic, you know, um, you're going to have to explain a lot super fast. And I think with only six episodes, it's picking up very quickly. And so I really enjoyed it so far. And I think we went, like, you learned a lot in this episode um, just by itself. And so I'm like, if we're already this far on the second episode, like, I have no clue how crazy things are going to get in the next four. So, um, yeah, I thought it was super good. And, yeah, Mobius um, and Loki just stealing it again throughout the episode. And I think they're dynamic shines out and a lot of it so i mean i think this this was better than episode one even i think it's getting better and better i was even telling nick um because he's not caught up on loki uh, otherwise he would be right here with us doing the review as well but um he watched both wandavision and falcon winter soldier at even already i think it's it is kind of a little bit early to say this but i like it even more than those other two shows so far um yeah and this is also coming from a person who has never been super invested in loki's character uh it's it's just everything it's the acting that i think is so fantastic i also just like really love the cinematography and uh, i know i you know kind of said something bad about like that one desert scene but that was like literally my only gripe and that lasted for just a few seconds um but but like the ongoing color scheme that they have, um, I, I think is like really cool. And um, it's kind of like a, a warmer tone and also a little bit futuristic. Uh, I'm just digging it, man. And the, the mystery, oh, and I can't forget, but the music is really good in this show as well. I mean, it, it builds the suspense perfectly and, and then, you like mix in the 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 humor here and there it's it's really good so far really loving this series yeah yeah exactly. i think it's a perfect blend of, of everything i think they're doing a really good job and for for us going into this show i think a big part of it is how it's going to connect with what's going what's going to be happening going forward because i think leading up to um you know, multiverse of madness is kind of what we're all waiting for. Like that's probably going to be the big game changer in the universe. Yeah. And so leading up to it, I didn't think this show could have a big impact on it, but now I'm like, this could be like a very big deal when it comes to like a multiverse and um, just how it works out. And I think, um, I think this show is going to have more, hold to it than the other two and i think it already has had more like played more of a role in the future of this universe than 
one division or Falcon or a soldier. And so, um, and just in two episodes, like it's crazy what they've done with it already. So I'm super excited to see what they do. And I think the show's just production is super good. And like the Easter eggs in this are, I think are crazier than any Easter eggs so far. And like the past two shows we've had. So yeah, I yeah. think it's, I think it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think uh, for me, like the thing with it is that um, I feel like it's kind of a mixture, honestly, between WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier because what, I've been through this. I mean, I'm, I nerd out on it. So I go and I find everybody on YouTube and I'll, you know, theorize with them and whatever. And um, theorizing was like a huge part of WandaVision. And then, like, the buddy cop aspect is a huge part. Uh, like, you know, the buddy cop, like, two guys getting together is, like, a huge part of Falcon Winter Soldier. And so this is, like, a, just, like, a combination of both those shows where Falcon Winter Soldier didn't really give us too many Easter eggs. It wasn't, like, you couldn't really theorize about it too much. But this show is, like, mind-blowing, like, WandaVision. But it also gives us, like, that humor and stuff that it, that comes with um Falcon Winter Soldier so it's it's honestly like the best of both worlds for me what stood out to you guys we'll start with Jake like just like from the the very beginning the opening sequences for this story and kind of pushing things forward from where we left off with last week anything that just like really caught your attention that you wanted to touch on from the beginning I'm really it was super interesting to see I know it's like something really minuscule and small uh, but Miss Minutes, like, popping up, you know, like, she or it, you know, the clock is, like, um, was bouncing around the desk. It was, like, a hologram, but it's, like, a recording. There's, like, this whole weird thing going on with Miss Minutes, which is really interesting. Um, but, dude, I mean, the whole thing was crazy. Just hearing Loki and, like, how it was explained that if it gets past that certain red line when it's a Nexus event that they can't even go back and erase it. Um, so that was really interesting. Obviously that's going to play into like the later part of this episode and my theory about exactly what's going on and what uh, this variant Loki is doing. But um, big thing for me was Loki too, was like, it's 2012 Loki. He's swindling his way out of things, but then he also is aware of like what's come. And so, like, I feel like there's, like, an inner conflict in Loki, and we're going to see that play out through the series, where he wants to be good, but he wants to have his own agenda. Um, and we even saw him kind of point out that, you know, when he talked to the other variant about his plan, um, how he still wants to be the guy that's ruling and says, I need a good lieutenant. Um, and that really kind of made the other variant angry, and I can explain that later because I, I have a feeling I know where this variant came from and what their plan is. But uh, for me, I think it's going to just be saying Loki and like his inner struggle with being good and then being selfish for himself. So we'll see. Anything you want to mention? Maybe um, about the Renaissance scene in particular? It kind of gets more into the, the plot of the whole episode, but I think it's kind of just reaffirming like what's going on and like kind of the the plan of this other loki and so we kind of go into why they've been doing like ambushes like this for so long and it kind of comes into fruition later but i think it was just a good um 
point for us to remember. And then it also gave Loki a good stage to kind of be himself and, you know, be mischievous. Like as far as where they're taking Loki in this episode, um, how did you feel like the progression went with his character and also um, anything else that stood out with, with him and, and Mobius and like their work relationship a little bit more here? It's been really interesting to see because it's not just um, them doing stuff. It's also them like getting down into like spiritual talk or like universal talk about like what things are free will stuff like that. I mean, we see that in, in the middle of the episode, they're, they're, they talk to each other, which is really interesting about very deep things um, and give their own opinion about it and then kind of have like a back and forth, which is really interesting. But also, you know, I think I'm going to give the upper hand to um, Owen Wilson because Loki said a couple, he said once in this episode, he, he says, uh, the fact that you think you can manipulate me is funny, like it's a joke. Um, but that's basically all he's doing uh, to Loki. He keeps like promising him certain things, telling him to keep his focus. Like when he's like, uh, oh, I can get a time. I can I can talk to the timekeepers or whatever. And he's like, yeah, keep that focus. And he keeps messing yeah. with him. And, you know, I think that Mobius is like way ahead of Loki just because he's watched Loki so many times. Like he studied Loki. So uh, I think it's, it's a great match for them to see, especially like right now, because the only other person that could have really known Loki that well was Thor. And we kind of saw that in Thor Ragnarok when he's like, dude, like I know you're like just projecting yourself right now or whatever the technical term that Loki uses duplicating. Uh Um, And so seeing him be able to kind of control the situation has been really interesting. So I'm, I'm thinking, I th- and I honestly, I think that's probably the end of it. I think episode two, I don't know if Mobius is going to be, he's, he's going to do that again because Loki's on, on his own now. I mean, it's all, it's all Loki's game at this point. Cause no, you know, spoiler, but he got, he got away from the TVA. So He's got the upper hand now, so we'll see what happens, but it's been really interesting to see. That yeah, there. I'll throw it over to Ethan, but you had mentioned kind of like about more of their deeper conversations, and I, I wanted to talk to you guys about that too because I think that's a really interesting thing with these Marvel shows. You know, we had it with both uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision. These Marvel shows so far have touched on uh, these pretty deep subjects like mental health and social social justice, um, like prejudice, stuff like that. Um, you know, things that we, we see and experience in today's world. And so I'm interested in, I know, again, we're only two episodes in, but interested in hearing what you guys' thoughts are as far as like some heavy subjects that Loki is going to focus on. If I were to guess or anything like that, it'd probably be just the effect that something like time has on events and stuff like that, and um, just just the state of things in general and how you know these changes affect it so much. And so, but it's always hard to tell, and you know they always have some sort of idea of what they're trying to um, not push, but just what they're trying to you know give a perspective on. And so, I think it'll be interesting to see what they have in mind. Yeah, so far in you know 
the the first two episodes things that i've kind of seen um what i feel like they're starting to touch on is these ideas about um i think identity and like maybe really like not liking things about your own personality uh stuff like that we see with loki and then also um you know when it comes to life choices not being happy with the choices that you make in life i I feel like they they definitely touched on that with episode one um at first i wasn't sure if i believed loki when when he said i you know i don't like killing people and, and this and that but um but i actually you know after you watch it and after the second time watching it too i was like yeah he was he was being genuine and and he even called himself out towards the end and he's like um a lot of this that you know the image that i put up is basically a facade you know it's it's so that other people will will fear me even though uh it's coming from what he said is actually a weak person so i think it it's kind of that those uh ideas about you know who you are and the choices that you make in life and kind of things that you have to live with, but also maybe going forward, making better decisions that you're happier with. Um, And maybe like this can tie into a redemption arc for him. That's, that's kind of my thoughts. Jake, what do you think? Um, That was really awesome. Dom. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks. Um, so I'm kind of going on the same lines. I gotta, they could do a couple of things, and I think they've been hinting at a couple of things. I'll go with the most general thing first. I'm, I won't take up too much time. Most general thing first is uh, power corrupts absolutely, or whatever the phrase is, with government, or too much power is going to cause an issue. I mean, we saw that in Falcon Winter Soldier. The government wanted to control everyone this it's tva they want to control everyone um so that's the first thing that i think they mm, always yeah. touch on it's not anything new um but then free will like what you were talking about like that's a really crazy concept that they're trying to discuss right now um it's probably going to hit a lot of different people a lot of different ways um but the ability to choose your way and then have regret and then dealing with regret from your choices is something that they might be touching on when you're talking kind of like about the power and, and corrupting um, that makes me, you know, think a little bit about like how there's speculation, especially with uh, the timekeepers. And I feel like that could be uh, kind of something that they really capitalize on here with uh, like them being corrupt, you know what I mean? And like uh, abusing their power and, and just like the way that we perceive how everything's being ran and and the sacred timeline you know what i mean and to that note too um even in the beginning of episode two loki even says yeah i've been watching the tva propaganda because of like have you seen the videos of this stuff so he already kind of has an idea that it's going to be corrupt me personally i don't even know if the time keepers exist and we can touch on that later but interesting um, okay yeah and i i think it might i'm on kang gang so um it could just be kang um or honestly uh what's her name wrote renslayer art whatever her name is yeah uh, yeah i think it's renslayer 
so even Renslayer might just be one of those people that is helping the upper power, which could be the other analyst that she mentioned before, which is possibly Kang. Um, and then, I, yeah, I just, something's going on with the TVA for sure. I wanted to talk a little bit about the timeline bombings. This was, there was kind of like an Easter egg within, within these um, because, and I'm going to watch it again, but I took, I took note of this um, and doing some research. You see um, like the names of different planets that were taken out. I got and, a list. <laughs> oh yeah. Pl- hey, please, please. Guy. I know, I know one was Titan. So that was really yeah. interesting, but yeah, throw it out there, man. They're showing that too. BTW. Yeah. So there's. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, well, Ethan, throw that out there and then Jake, you know, yeah. follow up. There's Vor- the ones that I saw. There's Vormir. There's Asgard. There's Ego, which I thought was pretty sick. Um, New York. New York's always going to be in there. Like, no shot. It's not. There's a clip in the trailer of just New York, like, devastated. Like, a nuke had gone off. So, makes more sense now. And there was, like, another shot that looked like um, they were on Vormir. So, that makes more sense now. Um, Hala, which is, like, the Kree homeworld, I think. That was in Captain Marvel. Um, And then Xandar. So... Uh, I think that's it. I, I was going to pull it up and, and confirm that I got everything, but I think that's mainly it. And those are just some like big plants. Like I never thought we'd be talking about ego again. Yeah. Like no shot. Um, and then there's just some other places that I think were probably probably had something to do with them. Just the MCU in general, like especially with like far from home and, and all that, like I'm yeah. sure there's some places like there's a lot of places in Europe that were in there. Um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty crazy just all the different stuff going on. But well, it goes back to your point towards the beginning of our review this evening, uh, Ethan, that you were saying how uh, this show, Loki in particular, um, as opposed to Wanda and Falcon, like Marvel can use this show and probably is using it even more to push forward uh, the next phase. Uh, in the MCU and set up so many more things that we're going to see in our new upcoming shows and movies. Yeah. I I think it's stuff like this too. That's like, they're doing it and you know, it it can be subtly, but um, for sure. Like it, I mean, yeah, we don't want to read too much into it, but it's hard to imagine this in particular, not having like meaning to it. Mm -hmm. Um, but Jake, you want to follow up? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll follow up with you, and I'll touch on what Ethan said as well. Um, so I'm pretty sure that the head writers for this series, or the head writer for this series, is also the head writer for, um, or one of the writers for uh, Multiverse of Madness. So I think they're this is a catapult right now. Like, they're shooting it off into the stars right now. Like, these guys... They know what they're doing. They have a plan. It's all set up. Um, So he talked about that a little bit. I I watched the interview with him the other day. And so that's really interesting. I think they're definitely setting up, which is weird because I I kind of figured that they would, or I thought they said that if you watch these shows, like these shows aren't going to be so impactful just because they didn't want 
to force people to get Disney Plus yeah. to watch these series. Yeah, for sure. Dude, like this is like this is it, man. Like if nothing else, I mean Loki is this is this is what's happening. He's gonna like this is gonna be the mainstay of how phase four started uh in the in the next couple phases. Um but what Ethan said was Warmere and I thought that was really interesting. I've heard that theory a couple of times as well. Um, but when you look at the timestamps on those dates that she sent the bombs back to, it's 1984 or something on, yeah. on, on Titan. So that, and see how it was purple and asteroids were coming down and planets were clashing into the planet. I'm thinking that that might be Titan instead of Warmere. Although I get where you're coming from with the, like the lake scene. But then there's also kind of I feel like I saw yeah, I, re-watched sure. the, I rewatched the commercials back and there's like some tents and stuff so there's got to be some something happening on there and I don't remember Vormir really having like any sort of like habitat or people living there or anything like that and it's purple so I'm thinking it might be Titan um, I don't know when that's gonna show up I had a feeling that they might lead us right from the end and he walks through that doorway. And that's Titan. And she's going to explain, like, this is what they want to do. The TVA wants people to die like this all the time. And there's going to be collapses in, like, the universe. And I think that it's going to be, like, a moment where she tries to pull, like, Loki onto her side. We'll for sure look forward to seeing what comes of that. Maybe we'll do some more speculation on our next review, upcoming reviews on where they could take things um, with those planets and those dates different timelines like that so why don't we kind of go towards the conclusion of things so they finally track down the the variant the loki variant and she's been hiding i believe in different apocalypses is what he says correct yeah yeah so you know loki kind of he really helps track where she is and they head out there also can't forget that salad scene I thought was really, really funny. I thought it was great. Can I point something out too? And that's yeah, absolutely. Was like one of the, it was one of the funniest Easter eggs that I only caught when I watched it back the second time. You know how he goes and grabs that juice box? It's from the guy that he told he was going to gut like a fish. And oh, so, really? Re- yeah, rewatching, he's like, You? And he like gets like shocked that he's there. And he's like, Yeah, excuse me. And he's all polite and takes his juice box, but it's the same guy. And I like cracked up. I was like, This gotcha. is this guy. Casey, right? Loki. Yes, Casey. Yeah. I was dying. Anyway, That's sorry. <laughs> I thought that was. So yeah. Funny. No, that was great. So they tracked down the variant. And of course, um, you know, Loki has to go with the other officer because she doesn't trust him. Ethan, why don't you uh, kind of break this down for us a little bit? Yeah, so we kind of, throughout this episode, we kind of got um, this power, I guess, that this Loki uses, which is kind of like yoinking bodies from people and like putting their like, subconscious like into them. Um, and there's actually a pretty funny line by our Loki at one point, like saying how it's kind of like cowardly, you know, to, to do that. And so I think it kind of just goes to prove the fact that he could be doing this, but he just never like did. But that's kind of the main power that we saw throughout this. And 
it seems like um, the Minutemen, like they were aware of this like ability. And so they're kind of like going throughout this store because this store is apocalyptic because there's a hurricane that's just going to like wipe everyone out in there. And so the Loki can kind of chill in there and just like live their life for a bit before, you know, it gets destroyed. Um, and I guess this Loki has the ability to use like those portal things um, that the Minutemen do because otherwise how else would they be like moving in and out of these apocalypse um, situations. Um, so eventually they like, they, they're like questioning this guy who they're like, it might be like their lo like the Loki they need and what do you know it was? And so it's kind of just funny, like seeing all these interactions and stuff. It was really funny. The first thought that I had was like, this guy's shopping for plants right now. Like that's Loki. Like he's going to die in like 10 minutes. Like this guy, that's Loki. Like who shops for a plant when, you know, there's a massive. Yeah. Plant, right. Um, but it was super interesting. What we know from Marvel comics is that they tend to blend some people together, like with Hela. Uh, it was another character as well. I think it was actually mm -hmm. Enchantress and Hela that they wanted to combine too. Um, so they kind of already used this this little scheme. I could see them using that. Yeah, I had I heard about that too because, um, yeah, like I mentioned to Ethan and Jake uh, before the show, I do think that it's a possibility that um, maybe this Loki variant isn't like full Loki. Maybe it's actually Enchantress or um, I was thinking uh, similarly, similarly to Hela, maybe it's a combination of like Enchantress and the character of Lady Loki, something like that. Yeah. But, but yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking that it's probably a little mixture. I'm, Assuming they're going to call her Lady Loki just based on the fact that they say it's a variant. Yeah, there she is in all her glory. Look at her. Um, so for me, it's probably a combination, but they're going to... I'm leaning towards Lady Loki because they said it's a Loki variant. Um, it's She's definitely before Loki. She is... She's probably from the timeline that was messed up before. And she has her own army. And she had, was rising to power. And then the TVA came and messed it all up. So when Loki approaches her and says, when she's Randy and she says, call me Randy, he's like, let me break down this plan. I want to overthrow the TVA and take over the TVA. And what she's thinking is what Loki said in episode one, which is, I want to burn this place to the ground. Like, I want to yeah. go back to my own home world, which is probably Battle Earth or Battle World. I think that's what's called, which is directly related to Secret Wars, which we yeah, know Battle World. Up. Yeah, so we know that's coming up. So she probably is thinking because she ruled Battle World, Lady Loki. Um, so she wants to get rid of these guys because she wants to go back to her own time, um, and she doesn't want to overthrow them and control everyone. She wants to like have chaos in the world, and that's why she loves free will because that's what breeds chaos is everyone having their own choices to do whatever they want. And that's going to create a bunch of branches. Um, so she, he comes up, he, he says that she, first of all, Loki says like, I want you to be my Lieutenant. And she's like, bro, like, are you kidding me? Like I'm way before you, which she even says, if anyone's anyone, you're me. Like, yeah, I came before you, like you're a joke. 
bro. And plus, we see her powers, which are way more extensive than Loki's. So that's going to be a big part. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm thinking she's not the big bad. She's trying to take someone else down. And that's probably... um, What's her face? Slayer. Our Slayer, as she puts it on the document to sign her paper. But um, she's probably in cahoots with Kang. And Kang is probably running everything. There's probably no time people timekeepers and she just wants to get rid of this like false prophet basically like this order that's happening for no reason besides keeping people in check and doing making them do what they want to do and even in the office uh owen wilson says like don't you think he could change like he could change and she's like yeah Yeah. timekeepers say it which is really funny too another thing we didn't point out Owen Wilson's never even met the timekeepers. Like no one knows who they are except for. That's right. So that also leads me to believe like it's going to be a wizard of Oz, like guy behind the, the curtain pulling the strings. Yeah. And to that point, remind me of her name. I think it's, um, is it Ravona? Yeah. Ravana or Ravana. No, Ravona. Yeah. I think it is Ravona. Um, and so she's like the head of the TVA, correct? Of sorts. It seems like she is. Yeah, but... it seems like she is. Um, yeah, I don't know what you would call her. Like, She's like a judge, but she's also like the middleman between the timekeepers. You know? Right. So her character in the comics from, from doing research um, has been in cahoots with king the conqueror at times and so it's a possibility because there was that conversation between mobius and ravona um about her having like another um helper i'm forgetting the like analyst analyst Analyst, yeah like a a second analyst who she actually prefers um it was kind of weird about it i don't know if they have something going on yeah going on I thought that maybe maybe they had a relationship previously, someone like that. Yeah, or plus the you know, how... the table. She's like, you done, you've been here before, right? Like, and had a drink here, so oh, man, right? Yeah. Maybe um, you know, they might have history or something, but yeah, maybe this other you know analyst analyst could be Kang, possibly. I think in the future he'll somehow tie back into the TVA. Um, and with his origin and all that. So I think it would make sense for it to, um, for some reason, I feel like he's not going to be introduced in, in Loki, but I do feel like he's going to be, um, I do think his story is going to revolve a lot around the TVA in the future. If they talk about it a bit more. Well, why don't we give like some final thoughts and maybe some final theories? Well, I'll hit you with a rogue theory. Cause Ethan just kind of brought it up. We got Renslayer there. What if she was in love with someone named Kang that was an analysis and he took one of the time stones because remember the guy said people use them as paperweights, some of them, and everyone's been speculating like, so did someone take one of these time stones and go back to one of the timelines and mess with everyone? What if Kang went back? And I'm not saying that the timekeepers never existed, but what if he went back, took out the timekeepers and replaced himself in that position and he was a lover of her 
of hers and now she's in cahoots with him and she's like no no one can talk to them like don't even worry about it they're doing fine they're just doing their own thing but it's really this guy king that's like trying to control everyone's narrative because he wants to rule over everything which is super interesting in my so opinion. so who is Renslayer? because i'm sorry if i maybe i just didn't catch uh, what's her face uh the judge uh what her other name uh oh ravona yeah, it's oh, I see. I see. Our run slugger. So yeah. I can actually um, possibly debunk this rogue theory with, with with one variable. Um, yeah. that depends on depends on all the details with your theory here. But those stones only work in their specific timeline from their mm-hmm. specific you know uh, universe or whatever want to call it you know what i mean so it would have to be like a very uh, like specific thing for them to you know go back to its own timeline it they only work in their own timeline you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and that's what i'm getting at so kang took him back to a certain timeline where he was like to like the beginning of time almost so that they so they could work where they would work so that they could work yeah and that doesn't even like even have to be he honestly could just take out the tva he could he could take out the timekeepers and been like yo like like let's do this because she knows all about them where they are um who they are she talks to them supposedly right so um I th- i'm thinking there probably was a mishap with that or just straight up like he was like he's always been behind the the, the curtain um for the tva uh, but my biggest thing that I really want to dive into is what's going to happen next episode. And we didn't really touch on it, but so she drops the time bombs off, right? So what's happening next? And why did she do that? For me, it's she did this time stuff to get everyone out of the TVA. So now the TVA has no one manning the fort, basically. Like it's a distraction. And when I went back to the commercials, you've seen her, Lady Loki, inside of the TVA fighting certain people. And you also have seen her, um, like, I'm thinking the girl said, I told her how to, where to find them and how to find them. I'm thinking that she basically spilled the beans on, this is how you get to the secret uh, classified documents to find out how to get to these people. She didn't tell them exactly like where they are because who knows that girl has no idea where they are. Like that's so classified, but she told her like, this is where you find the documents to find these people. So spill the beans explosion. Now everyone leaves and it's just going to be, cause when you see it, Loki's actually in his variant jacket and he's walking through the TVA with his daggers and there's dead bodies on the floor. I'm thinking she does it as a distraction and she's getting one out. She's going to find the documents. And where was that scene? I'm sorry. Uh, Commercials. Commercial. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Trailer. If you actually go on just Disney Mm -hmm. plus and look at the trailer, there's. Yeah. I saw that on Instagram earlier. I remember remember that because he's walking through with his daggers, his variant jackets on, and he passes a door that has orange and white writing on it that says 36, three, six on it. But this and, isn't this isn't in episode two. It's in the commercial, well, right? No, no. I yeah, I was thinking of. But there was another scene in that commercial where she was like dragging some, like dragging someone into the TVA. I thought, like it was weird, but it was like someone was being dragged through a portal, like into the TVA, and it was in like some 
split by saw or something, but it might have been a splicing between episode two and the beginning when she drags the girl through the portal. Is that maybe No, it was it was just her in the TVA. Like it was weird. I don't I don't know what it was. But okay. yeah, I, I definitely know. think they're going to end up there probably by next episode because I think stuff is going to escalate real quickly. Yeah, um, it's, it's 100% a distraction. She's getting in there. Man. Where do you guys think the TVA is? See, that's that's the one thing that I've... That's the one thing I was going to talk about is the TVA seems so weird because the idea of it is so cosmic but it works like so like scientifically you know like it just seems like one big place where everything's like you know working like it seems so technological but the idea of it is such like a cosmic thing like you're dealing with time um so like that's why i could see it just being a huge scam um but everything i've heard i think it's just like in between like the nine like the nine realms right never thought too much about it actually um but yeah, I, I like what, what Ethan said. That makes a lot of sense. Plus, um, the realms even got brought up too in one of the episodes. And then um, we had talked about last week about how Doctor Strange most likely knows about the Timekeepers after um, being like promoted to uh, the Supreme. So he probably knows about them a little bit and that would kind of tie them into... Um, some of the Doctor Strange lore. So I think that makes a lot of sense. TVA, where are they? I'm thinking they might be <laughs> in the Quantum Realm. Okay, we've seen this city in the background in Ant-Man. Okay. okay. What is that, first of all? Second of all, Ant-Man says time works differently in the Quantum Realm. And then we had Mobius in the elevator saying um, the same exact thing. He says, I forget the exact quote, but it's basically, uh, yeah, time works, time works different, different here. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking they might be in the quantum realm in some area in the quantum realm somewhere where that's where quantum mania comes from with Kang. Yeah. Because he might be in the quantum realm, know about it, know how to work it out. And that might be like the manipulation he's putting on everyone or it's this false front that like they're in some time between time, which is basically the quantum realm. Yeah, man, I could, I could definitely see, and it makes sense how they can literally just teleport like practically anywhere at any time. Like for them to do their jobs, it would make sense for them to be in the quantum realm. Totally agree with that. Why don't we go ahead? If you guys don't mind, we will close things out by rating rating the episode. I was gonna give it a solid five, uh, four point five out of five. I think the only thing out of ten. <laughs> I think the only thing that would have uh, made it just a little bit better for me is uh, maybe just a little bit more action, but uh, you know, don't really have much complaints. I, I thought it was really, really good. What about you, Jake? So for me, yeah, I'm going to give it a solid five out of five or a 10 out of five because <laughs> I just, I love how they're ramping everything up, dude. Like it's, it's getting me all jonesed up. Um, the only issue I have with this episode is they mentioned jet skiing with Owen Wilson, Mobius. And I'm telling you, if they don't capitalize on that and have the timeline break so that Mobius can ride a jet ski and it won't affect anyone. They will. Riding off into the sunset, man. On his, They'll his be sunset. chasing Loki on, on a jet ski. <laughs> or, you know, maybe Loki will be holding on to him, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Either way, man. I don't care. 
I need to see Mobius on a jet ski. Or, uh, yeah, so that's how I feel. 10 out of 10. Nice. What about you, Ethan? Um, yeah, I give it like a 5, 5, 10 out of 10. Like, I think it's just real solid. Like, I'm, I'm okay with the pacing. Like, I like that it's kind of like a detective, like, deal, you know, with, with the whole episode. And uh, I think it just works really well. I think it's very realistic for such, like, a big deal in this universe. And I think they're doing a really good job at making everything, like, make sense when it's such complicated stuff. So, yeah, I, I really love the show so far. And uh, can't wait for next week. We're almost, like, halfway through it already. So... It's kind of weird to think about. Yeah, pretty crazy. Well, I thought this was a great review, guys. I think we broke down quite a lot and, you know, really delve into the big takeaways of the episode. So looking forward to next week. Jake, thanks a lot for being on the review for Loki. Of course. My pleasure. Love being here. Yeah, we love having you. Appreciate it, man. Um, and we appreciate our viewers, our listeners out there. Again, continue to s- support us by hitting that subscribe button, follow button, leaving us a like, you know, leaving us a comment, joining the conversation, letting us know how you guys enjoyed this episode two of Loki. We want to hear from you. Again, you can also check us out on the auto- audio platforms such as Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts. Also, we have our special show, Starfighter Gaming, um, that pops up here and there. Some special pre-recorded episodes, as well as we do some live streaming. So you can join us, hang out while we play some games, talk about our love and enjoyment when it comes to certain video games, stuff like that. Um, Jake and I did one last night. We played some Knockout City for a long time. That's on the channel you can check out. Um <laughs> Ethan and I did a, a Smash Bros. video to kind of like kickstart Starfighter Gaming as well as our, our other like introduction to, you know, our live streaming games was also the episode that I did with um, Nick Brabentz uh, where we played Dragon Ball Fighters and that was a lot of fun. So, yeah, guys, stay tuned for more of that. Again, we are going to be including more of our audience and friends, uh, especially doing some party games soon. So look out for that. And this Friday, we are doing our episode three. It is our our third edition of Trivia Night, uh, our game night here. So we're going to be playing some more nerdy trivia. Jake is looking for some redemption. He needs that redemption arc in his story and his timeline. So he's going to be back for that. I am going to be competing for the the first time. So um, in this trivia, Ethan's going to be hosting it alongside one of our friends. And that's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a great time. Those are some of our best episodes by far that uh, we know that you guys have told us that you guys really enjoy those trivia nights. So the questions are real good. I've I've seen, I've seen some questions and they're real solid. I'm excited. I'm excited. I don't, I'm not making any of the questions (laughs) this time, obviously, because I I get to compete. Um, And so I'm really uh, looking forward to seeing these questions and just, having a lot of fun with everyone so stay tuned for that coming up this friday at 6 p.m and so many other shows coming your way soon we're signing out here at the starfighter podcast we will see you soon